Hello. Hi, John. Hi, Merlin. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Early here. Is it early? Here. Here, there, everywhere. Hmm. Hmm. Making each day of the year. Yeah. I had okay good sleep last night. Not the best, not the worst. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. I was... I was up. Uh, I was up late as usual. You seem like you got some projects going right now. You know, I was. I, so I had a. I have a bookshelf that's one hundred miles long. Is that right? Yeah. Is it yeah. some kind of interstellar thing? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It twists around and turns, and it goes up and down that's through binary. multiple multiple levels. <laughs> that's of... binary, Murph. <laughs> binary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I was I was hiding behind it, uh, pushing books out, trying to communicate with people in the past. <laughs> and uh, I should do that. Yeah, it's fun. It's I, good. I, you it's know, I owe a lot of people a call. I should probably get up in their bookshelf. <laughs> Super frustrating uh, because you can't really do it. You know, that's the thing. You can't really move the book as much as you would. I like. wish I could plan ahead that well. You yeah. know, I could leave future clues for my daughter. Putting it oh, all together. Yeah. Oh yeah, or you could just like you could just go with it. You He's know? menace people. Yeah. Think about yeah. think about all the people who deserve that little dust on their floor. Well, it's a good feeling to know that you're torturing your torturing the daughter that you love with like psychological tricks. Well, sometimes love isn't enough. But sometimes I was going to bend time. You know what I was doing? I was going through my comic books. <gasps> the devil you say. Now this is what your beloved Harvey comics from when you were a kid. <laughs> Weren't you a Harvey I, man? Uh, I'm not, I'm not above a Harvey. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I've got an eclectic collection that would, uh, that doesn't qualify as a collection probably to anyone else because it's not really, it has no theme. Hmm. It has no, um, there's no like through line. Um, there's no, nothing in it is valuable. It's just a bunch of weird comic books hmm. but i was you know you worked I in a bookstore yeah and i make a lot of i make a lot of you know jim jam about uh about comic books and nerds i, you, I do you a little, kid, little you kid a little bit i do a little bit of the the, the flim flams mm-hmm. flubes mm-hmm. but i've got an entire four shelf four shelves four book four shelf bookcase mm-hmm. of comic books i guess you would call them like uh, like a lot of like trade paperbacks, graphic novels. Yeah, that 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 early versions of that. Mm-hmm. I found a, I found a. Uh, you know, there were there were some comic book artists up here in Seattle that uh, that went on to fame and fortune. And I have some of their early works. Um, you know the Jeffrey uh, the Jeffrey Dahmer guy. I got yep. Yeah, I got a little bit of you know Jason Lutz. I've got a couple of those. Um. But also a lot of like, uh, like, ghost tank comic books, and <laughs> is that a real thing? <laughs> no, it sounds no. like a Markov chain generator. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Ghost, ghost tank. tank, and uh, and Spirit I've got boy. Some, <laughs> I've got a few uh, uh, dirty plots. You uh-huh. know the, mm-hmm, the dirty plots. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love the blues. Uh, Old dirty plots, they called them. <laughs> Ju- Ju- Julie Doucette. Julie Doucette. Okay, of, all right, all right. Canadian Doucettes. Mm-hmm. 
And, oh, lots and lots of old Mad magazines and National Lampoons. And uh, I just found, I didn't even realize this, but I found at some point along the way, I don't even know if you knew this. Hmm. I don't know if anybody listening is even going to know what I'm talking about. Hmm. But there are, there were standalone Fat Freddy's cat comics <laughs> that did not, that that weren't, you know, they weren't just like the Sergio Aragones Okay, Sidebars. you win. Here I go. <laughs> Fat Freddy's cat. <laughs> they're standalone and standalone. they're small. They're small. They're little. They're like, you know, they're half size, half size oh, comics. Okay. And I've got like, I've got four of them. I don't even know where they came from. Okay. Fat Freddy's cat is a fictional orange tomcat nominally belonging to Fat Freddy Freakowski. Freakowski. Oh, he's yeah. one of the fabulous furry freak brothers. That's right. You like these underground comics. I like a lot of underground comics. I have a lot of them. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of those. I have zaps. You know, I have zap number one. Somebody told me that zap number one is worth like a lot of money. I had Wilberforce number one. No. I did. did I, really? bought, I bought it off the, I bought it off the spinner. 35 cents. Boom. Out the door. You're kidding me. You were that, you were early adopter. I just thought the cover was so cool. Did he go shick? <laughs> 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 mm. don't make me get my dolls get my dolls up here just arrange them around you in a little semicircle that are <laughs> i suppose you're wondering why i've called like, you all here <laughs> they're like you're we now fine, have a friendly. shared enemy <laughs> he doesn't know anything <laughs> he knows nothing of your work uh, uh, do you still have it do you still have wilberforce one no no oh. i don't even have my copy of reckoning anymore Oh, I do still have my Meat Puppets say. too. My, my Meat Puppets 2 is down in the garage. I don't know if I've ever seen any vinyls in your house. No, no. I mean, it's... <sighs> I don't know if your barn is like this, but with our garage, the garage is a... How does one describe it? It's a regret sink. It's definitely got a lot of half-empty cans of fizzy water. Well, I do I do what I can. I just had a pickup this weekend. Had a pickup. Well, I love doing a pickup. Mm -hmm. The men come with their truck and take things away. What did they take? A lot of cardboard. Lot just of cardboard. That. Oh, oh, it was just everything that, that washes up against the shore. Well, I'm, a, I'm quite a consumer, as you might know. And mm -hmm. uh, we end up having a lot of things like uh, things that products came in. And we don't have nearly enough recycling room. But also, we, you know, we're, we're, on, the, we're on the brink of a purge and cleanup. I can feel it. I can feel it because the house feels like it's getting smaller. My daughter's stuff is really... It's making uh, it's annex the Sudetenland, if you know what I mean. And as, like, she, it's really as she moving expands, in. as she expands personally, it expands. She expands. Her projects expand. She has many yeah. projects going at one time. Anyway, to cut a long story short, yeah, that's uh, a lot of that. And so it's some combination of a lot of known junk and garbage stuff. But then it's also like, mm, you know, at the point where the little uh, carriage for the doll, the little uh, perambulator, it's getting mm. mildewy. She's never going to play with that again. So you got, you got to disappear it. Do you keep boxes uh, for potential returns? Or no. You oh, never said no. Anything no, no. I don't return. I should yeah. return. I don't return. Good, good. But anyways, um, but, but your comics. So most yeah. of it is, is if it's, it's underground-ish things. Sounds like right. from the 80s and 90s a lot. Oh, uh, 70s. Uh, because I went back when I was in the 80s, when I got interested in it. Most of the good stuff was from the 70s. Mm -hmm. Like, I got in 
to a certain kind of underground comedy that uh, that everyone at the time agreed was on its last legs, not as good as it used to be. You know, it was the classic thing of just like, oh, their first album was best. You're talking about like that, an Emo Phillips? You're talking about a Fireside Theater? What are you talking about? <laughs> um, all those guys from the Harvard Lampoon. Oh, sure. Oh, sure, 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 sure. Well, yeah. I, I bought, I bought uh, circa what, 1981 or two? I remember I, I bought National Lampoon when I could afford it, and I had the yep. one with the with the vacation story in it by you did. Uh, John Hughes. You had that one, yeah, yeah, yeah. When yeah. it was when it ran as a as a as a serial as a bit, yeah, uh, yeah. I that was about when I started, but I had but I had a I had well, a it weirdness. Also had, it had boobies. It had boobies in it. It sometimes. had boobies. Yeah, yeah. Trots and Bonnie. I actually I actually contacted <laughs> more trots. The, <laughs> I contacted the woman that drew Trots and Bonnie, and how'd, uh, that, how'd that go? Well, I see. What I wanted was I wanted original artwork. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to see if she would sell me, um, like s- just a drawing, mm-hmm. just some kind of some kind of drawing. That's cool. Um, her name is Sherry Flemmican, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I, I I wrote a letter to the woman that writes um, for better or for worse. I've told you this, Lynn in the, in the, Goldsmith. What was her name? Lynn. Um, oh, that's something that we could find out on. Sorry. The it's okay. This is what you do. This is what you do. I, I'm also at that stage where I read a lot of signs when we're driving around. Mm. I go, hmm, <laughs> shell. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Uh, so who, it's, it's Lynn. Extra um, me for a dollar. Hmm. Lynn Johnston? Lynn Johnston. Lynn that's Johnston. right. I sent her, I sent her a nice letter. That was a good comic. Oh. That was an unusual comic because the kids, the people in it were aging. They were aging in time. That's yeah. right. I wrote her and I just complimented her on her work and she sent me a nice drawing. No way. That's so yeah. nice. So I wrote, uh, so I wrote, but this was a long time before that, that I wrote Sherry Flanagan and I was like, you know, do you ever just have like a, one of those strips that, that you just don't know what to do with and you just want to send to a kid? But she didn't reply. Just asking for a friend. <laughs> she didn't reply. I didn't understand that there was, I don't know if this was true, probably it was even then, mm-hmm. that there was a market for original yes. comic art. At we the got, time, we got I an just original want- comic a couple years ago. You know, Ape Lad, are you aware of his work? Oh. Oh sure, um, Ape Lad. Who I don't, he's so he's so interesting to me. He does such interesting stuff. His Tumblr is a lot of fun to follow, um, and you know it's it's an awfully long, complicated joke to explain. But uh, you know he had the Law Cats, and then he had um, oh god, what was the actual name? Was it Lloyd Cats? And it was about this guy named Lloyd and his like wife or girlfriend, and they had cats, and he was terrified of the cats. And my daughter used, and I used to read that over and over. And I was just telling him, <laughs> hey, just so you know, you know, you really, uh, you delight, you delight us with this. Oh. I just, just sent him a little, you know, little uh, DM. Uh-huh. And you know what he did? He sent me some comics. He sent me his original drawing of our favorite um, Lloyd Cats comic. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I scanned it and put it up, but then I kept the original aside because I'm like that. You kept it aside. It's where? A, yeah, he did it on like blue, the, you know, the blue uh, photo blue graph paper. It's really cool. Uh-huh, it's got the drawing uh-huh. right on there. So you 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 copied it. You did a facsimile of it and put that up in a frame. Yeah, my daughter but made a frame you, out of a cardboard box because we have so much cardboard. She framed it yeah. herself and put it up. But then you kept the original in a file <laughs> folder, <laughs> bagged and boarded, <laughs> sir. <laughs> I like your work, but I refuse to look at it. VG plus. <laughs> uh, Dan does that. Dan has some slab comics, I think. I think some of his Spider's Men are uh, are slabbed. Is that right? 
Yeah, you send it off to this place and they grade it and then they mm-hmm. put it in like amber or something. They, they, make, it, they make it into a little plastic. <laughs> it's no longer a book you can read. It turns into a plastic box <laughs> with a number on it. Yay! <laughs> what the first number one? G. I've, I've never interacted with comics culture in that way. Some of the stuff is, is uh, so, uh, some of the stuff that I have came that way. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm done reading it, I put it back in its little folder <laughs> because I don't, because I don't want to get yelled at. It's a, I never thought of it quite that way though. It takes, it takes a delightful printed thing and turns it into a plastic box. Yeah. It's yeah, really weird. Now put it in a file. Yeah. Now yeah. You know that stuff. There's a big crash. So when were you working at the bookstore? Do you remember like about roughly what period? Yeah, 1996 through 99, 1995 So it was kind of probably after the big crash. Oh, where comic books that used to be worth $50,000 were worth $0? Well, yes. I mean, where there had been so much speculation. Like, really, I mean, I think a famous example of this was the first... Oh, God. My memory's not there yet. Um, the 1990-ish reboot of the X-Men is still the highest-selling single issue of all time. I think it was, oh, I think right. it was I want to say, Jim Lee. And, well, because um, everybody thought that it was collectible. and they Yeah, and then you started having those 3D covers and the special and Superman in a bag. Did you have Superman? Were you working during Superman in a bag? No. Yes. But I was not working in a comic book store. You sold a lot of magazines, newspapers, that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, I was there... Uh, I, I remember uh, McSweeney's number one coming and and sitting there in my hot little hands. And this is it, after uh, that magazine. It's after Spy. Oh no! What and was I, the one? What was the one? Was the cool one? Where was uh, we've talked about this seven times? What was yeah. the one he did? Eggers did that was um, like a, every month was a different theme. What was that yeah, called? It was, hot um, stuff or something? Yeah. What was it called? We've talked about this a hundred times. B- brand Blink. Let bull, bull, blurb, bull, brink, barb. Please don't email us. <laughs> that was, a, that was good. And the Grand Royal? Yeah, Grand. I bet you were there for the Grand Royal days. I was there. We saw the first Grand Royal come in. Grand Royal with uh, Scratch Perry on the cover. Yeah. And that was, that was the era of, uh, that was when like raw art was really a thing. So all the, all the new art magazines that were all about like raw vision, uh, you know, out, outsider artists oh, saw yeah. the first first ones of all those. All all the British pop magazines were blowing up. It went from a time when it was just Mojo and Q to that was when Uncut arrived and a lot a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Lot, it was big times. If if I had if I had kept some of that stuff rather than just <laughs> reading it and then because I read forty magazines a day, right? Just Can you imagine if you kept it. more of that stuff than you did <laughs> where you'd be now? <laughs> Think about that. I'd have so many more bookshelves. Because, like, it's kind of a one-way street with you, isn't it, mostly? Yeah, like, if it enters into part. your Uber collection, it uh, it rarely gets culled, right? Oh, so here's yeah. the... Oh, uh, I just I just looked over at a different bookshelf, yeah. and there's this uh, there's this book that's like... Might. M-I-G-H-T. Might. Might. Thank you. I was there, saw it, saw Might come and go. Now, aren't you sorry you emailed me? I... <laughs> So, <laughs> oh, I'm, I, I was a little hasty in emailing you. You resolved that issue <laughs> 40 seconds later. <laughs> so, second bookshelf. <laughs> oh, I looked over here, and there's this uh, giant coffee table book called Drunk Stoned Brilliant Dead about Doug Kenny and the, and the early. Um, they made that into a movie on the Netflix. Oh, they did. Yeah, it's a it's a, be- it's a beautiful big book, and I remember because my oldest brother David, um, who is still alive, and who is uh, who has had lived a very checkered life, um, 
David was sitting here in my living room at one point, uh, which is not, he doesn't do that very often. It was uh, infrequent, mm-hmm. or a, a rare occurrence. I think at the time, David had really long fingernails ooh, and ooh. super long hair. and, oh, and uh, I can't abide that. And um, David, you know, was – David, when he was young, everyone in the family was like, he's, he's, he's a genius. He's the most brilliant one of us all. And um, you know, this is obviously before I was born. But, yeah, it, sure. you know, like he was just the – he was the future of the family and he was this charismatic – Kid, and I've read some of his homework assignments from when he was in junior high, and he was very, very talented, amazing guy. But he's a baby boomer, and he went through the he went through the baby boom period, mm-hmm. which destroyed a lot of people um, with the with the, with baby boomerisms. Uh, anyway, so he's sitting there in my living room. He's got really long fingernails, and I and he and it was his original National Lampoons that comprised the kind of like very earliest exposure to that sense of humor. And I found them. I found his old National Lampoons in the basement of a house in Yakima. Hmm. And I was like, where did these, what are these amazing things? And my other brother, Bart, was like, oh, those are, those are David's. You know, I don't even know. Like, those have been down there for 25 years. And I was wow. like, oh my God, these are the greatest things. Anyway, so I had There's this just times in life when that happens to you. I mean, just you just get a lightning bolt, right? Yeah, I mean, there'd just be these things where, like, I think of like one visit to a friend's house, uh, well, a friend of mostly of my parents, and their son was like getting rid of books, and I went home with like thirty new books. <laughs> you know, it's like when you get pirated software in the '90s; it's like your whole life changes. It's incredible. I had a, I had a friend whose mother was teaching college literature uh, up, up at uh, Alaska, or I guess she was teaching at University of Alaska. She was teaching lit, and she was giving. And he was, you know, he was studying. I don't remember what Peter studied. Oh, he was pre-law somewhere. Mm. And so, and she was one of those moms. His dad was a lawyer and she was like a kind of eclectic, flamboyant. She she wore her hair short mm-hmm. and had scarves and stuff. And mm. she was a, she taught literature. I kind of, I had a crush on her. Mm-hmm. But she would give him all these books, you know, this sort of like, Oh, we're doing a we're doing a series on Czech authors or whatever, and she'd send him this stuff, and then he would send it to me. Wow! And so I had, and this was at a time when I had zero money, I had no job, I was just like living, I was crashing on people's couches, but I was in touch with my friends through the mail because we would send each other letters, and I would, I would uh, I, sometimes I would, you know, I'd have them send letters to me like at a at at a cafe or something. Cause I didn't have a place. Yeah. You said we, the internet cafe used to be your address, right? Uh, well before the internet cafe, cafe Roma mm-hmm. and then, um, and then cafe Setiem. both of those in Seattle would accept mail for me. Wow. Uh, but so I would send letters to all my friends and then he would send, he would send books and packages. I could, would get that from a lot of people. Um, and so I had this steady stream of like really great eclectic books from, from this circuitous path, you know, and, and that stuff, some of those books are still some of my favorite books. Like it just, it just hit me at exactly the right time. I had nothing going on. I was just laying around and these novels would show up. Well, it's such a gift in a pre-internet age. I mean, it's important to clarify that is you got exposed to what you got exposed to. As we talked about a lot, there's like, you watched what was on TV when the TV was on and that was it. You had the radio, you had stuff like that. You certainly had the library, but like to have somebody like come in and like jet in, with a worldview. Yeah. 
that you had never been exposed to with different facets to it. Even if that was comic books or it could be, you know, I don't know, Highlights Magazine. It could be Hardy Boys, whatever it was. Or like Mike, I used to love to get old textbooks. I loved old textbooks. <laughs> I'm just reading one. <laughs> They're so great. I also used to collect old self-help books, stuff like that. But uh-huh. somebody jets in, just like goes, hey, information bomb. Here's a bunch of stuff you have absolutely no context for. And you are yeah. thrust into an entirely new world. You can't, and you can't really research it. Like uh, stuff would show up, or I would find these books, and Ugh. and and it would just be a world unto itself. We you watched. Couldn't... We watched. Um, the my my daughter and I watched all the presidents men last night, and uh, really? I, we just we're laughing all the way through because there's just for her so much stuff in that movie. Like they find out about Kenneth Dahlberg. It's like, oh my god, we got to find out about Kenneth Dahlberg. So Robert Redford has to go to the big room full of white pages and like look through all of the white pages for every major city in America until. He he gets a tip but like it's all it's all done with like writing on toilet paper and the back of matchbooks and like you know there's one scene where dustin hoppins drinking all the coffee and he has to keep running to the bathroom to write down his notes and like just all the ways you just that's you know kind of in situ that's how life was you found yeah. out about the news from watching the news or reading the paper but you know i, I feel like in some ways it wasn't until like i want to say like this is gonna really sound dumb but like research mag research books uh-huh. When the research books came out in the oh, and we um, sold those. Yeah, in the mid to late eighties. Um, I mean, unless you were getting into a fairly seedy side of the back of magazines, research was my first exposure to a lot of very strange stuff as like oh, a nineteen sure. year old person. The, the sure. body modification Stunning. issue in particular was like mm-hmm. I. I mean, it was it was like a book of medical anomalies to me. Mm-hmm. It was like seeing, mm-hmm. you know, elephantitis testicles for the first time. We were like, and I had, I had a friend whose mom, my friend Chris, hi Chris, if you're out there, Chris's mom was a medical librarian. And so she would give him the books that they got rid of at the medical library. Whoa. So he had this book he referred to simply as the tome. And it's from a different time. And it was a book, lushly photographed book from the early 1900s of medical anomalies. Oh, geez. But you know what I'm saying? Like, then to me, that yeah. was, that was research in some ways. And that, when you, when I think about where you worked or I think about where I would go in Sarasota or later Tallahassee, there are these bookstores that were just like a little portal into another world. Yeah. Well, even, I mean, even I, then, I, even in the eighties and nineties, you still did not have that much exposure. Like if you wanted to learn about, you know, Bob, the super masochist or Betty page, you had to go like out, you had to go out and do that on your own. <laughs> I still have, I'm, uh, I, I, I wouldn't. It wouldn't have occurred to me to mention until you just said it. I still have a, sh- a little shelf of uh, phone books from different places. <laughs> oh God! Now, when the, one of those gets dropped off at your home or office, do you pick it up and bring it in? Uh, no, not please not, say no. Not, please not, say not no. Those, not those, but like oh, oh, I have. Oh, oh. I have neighbors a, won't uh, want this. I'll take theirs too. <laughs> <laughs> the new phone books are here. Oh, oh, at the end, at the end, when when the phone books right before they they stopped. I was getting like five phone books. Phone books. I mean, because I, I was, I, I used was to take a, photos was, of it walking around the city where it was like, you would see like, okay, the new phone books dropped off. You come back a week later and not <laughs> one of them has been recycling. touched. They're yeah. waterlogged. <laughs> Check us out at yellowpages.com. No, I would get 10 or five of them because I had, uh, because I was at like a borderland between two cities. So I would get white pages, yellow pages, white pages, yellow pages for two right. different jurisdictions. And then a fifth one that was like special yellow pages to keep in. Oh, my mom carried a, a, a phone book in her glove box. Oh, it's like having an atlas. Yeah, because it's just like, you keep an atlas in the back seat, keep a phone book. Yeah. In fact, that, I I got rid of a car not very long ago, and I I opened the trunk, and there was still a phone book in it. Oh my god! 
But um, it was such a big deal when the, I mean, uh, you know, Steve Martin joke aside, it was such a big deal. Like because you oh, could no. like look yourself <laughs> up, you could look your friends up in the phone book. <clears throat> the first time I appeared in a phone book, my name was John Ignatius Roderick. Wow, I, I put that in there. That's I good that because you're pyloric valve. Oh, I sure, it sure was. <laughs> I wanted people to know oh, no, that I was spe- how special I was. In case Hot you dogs, were, in case, in case you were <laughs> browsing browsing the phone book, like, hey, this guy seems interesting. He seems cool. That's a that's a pretty Hot baller middle name. Dogs, ladies. Um, I uh, anyway, this book, Drunk Stone, Brilliant Dead. My brother was there, and I was like, oh, hey, I've got a book that you would be interested in because I made this connection, right? That this, mm-hmm. oh, you're the guy that turned me on to this, and I, you know, and I without thinking plop this book down that in giant letters says drunk stoned brilliant dead which are three of the four things you would use to describe my brother mm. <laughs> um and he didn't get the he didn't know what it was he didn't get the, that it was about Doug Kenny or it just you know it had no context and he just kind of looked at me and I looked at him and I was like well or anyway <sighs> so <laughs> Mm. It was a little little bit of an. Do you do that a lot? Though? Do you have passive aggressive uh, books you like to hand to people when they come into yeah, your house? Yeah, I do. I do. I'm, I've got I've got a great one for you. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of Roderick on the Line is brought to you by Squarespace. You can learn more about Squarespace right now by visiting squarespace.com/supertrain. Oh, I am such a fan of Squarespace. I've been using this thing for years, and I think it's just terrific. You know what I always say: if you will it, it is no dream. That's the thing with Squarespace. You can go make a website. You can create a beautiful website. You can turn your cool idea into a new website, a new web presence, all your own. You can showcase your work. You can uh, publish a blog or other kinds of online content. You can sell products and services of all kinds. Promote your physical or online business. You can announce an upcoming event or special project. That's the thing that I do with Squarespace. And you, you, you can do all that yourself. That's Squarespace. That's how, that's how it works. Squarespace does this by giving you beautiful templates created by world-class designers They have powerful e-commerce functionality that lets you sell anything online. Physical goods. You guys, amazing. You get the ability to customize the look and feel, the settings, the products, anything on your site with just a few clicks. Of course, everything is optimized for mobile right out of the box. Looks great on every device or dingus. They have a new way to buy domains. You can choose from over 200 domain name extensions. They have analytics that help you grow in real time. Built-in search engine optimization, free and secure hosting. Nothing to patch or upgrade ever. And, of course, they have 24 by 7 award-winning customer support if you ever run into a problem. Uh, what, what they say over at the Squarespace, they're encouraging folks to make it. Make it yourself. Easily create a website by yourself. My advice also is, is you can tell your friends about Squarespace, because even if you've got a Squarespace site that you like, there are, believe it or not, still some people out there that don't have a Squarespace site and need it. Like I say, I've used this forever. You're using Squarespace right now by listening to this program, because the Roderick on the Line podcast is entirely hosted at Squarespace. All the sound files, all the images, all the show notes, all of it. It's all on Squarespace. Uh, I, I use it for uh, my MerlinM.com site, where you can look at MerlinM.com slash playlists to find some of my audio and video playlists. I also use it to promote my ungainly X-Men meetup at, at uh, Two Cats Comics, 320 West Portal Avenue. I use it for all kinds of stuff. I've used it since Christ was a corporal. Yeah, yeah, I'm a big fan. So what you do right now, you go, you, you head out to uh, Squarespace.com slash SuperTrain. You get a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, use the very special offer code SUPERTRAIN to save you 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace.com slash SuperTrain. It's so early, you guys. It is so early. Squarespace.com slash SuperTrain, 10% off your first purchase. Our thanks to Squarespace for supporting Roderick on the Line and all the great shows. (laughs) Shut your mouth. It's actually a whole set of encyclopedias. Who? 
um, was in the <laughs> Netflix movie? So Drunk Stone Brilliant, I think that's a documentary, but oh, then probably. they made they made a Netflix movie uh dramatizing it. Oh. It was just on the Netflix. Yeah, yeah. It's got that oh. uh it's got that one guy in it. It's got uh you know it's got it in it. It's got oh, um guy. it's got Bill Weasley in it. Oh, Bill Weasley. You know General Hux? General Hux. You know who I mean? Uh that one guy. The Gleason guy, the guy from Ex Bill Machina, he's in it. Beasley? Oh, that's oh, a, oh, 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 the red-haired oh, from, guy from uh, Ex Machina. Ex Machina is in it. Mm-hmm. I like that. One. Not the I other like guy. That. Although they were both in Star Wars, him and uh, Oscar Isaacs. And I just saw Oscar Isaacs in another movie then I called Annihilation, which is a oh. very, very weird movie. Oh, hmm. probably I watch a lot of movies. I wonder if I'm going to read it. a lot of signs. I'll just be going on the street and I'll just read a sign. <laughs> huh? Huh? Well, so here's my new. Here's what I was actually doing mm-hmm. when I was going through the books, because um, I. I've got a couple of uh, old research books from the time, right? There was a time when my uh, when some of my friends were really into um, not just vivisection photographs, but actually like uh, crime scene, like suicide photos. Yeah, right. Like uh, just uh, like real real gore, like people that killed themselves uh, uh, by laying on train tracks and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I didn't really get into that, and I didn't want any yeah. John Wayne Gacy paintings. You know, I wasn't like yeah, yeah, I wasn't yeah. Into- this was there was a vibe for this kind of thing in the nineties for sure. But I did have other interesting things kind of peripheral to that. Yeah. Uh, that, that, uh, that, you know, cause I'm not just like, oh, that guy killed himself. Like, not, that's not cool. But like, uh, the, like survival research laboratories, mm-hmm. all day long, I would, I would watch their little robots kill. Oh, that's the guys that like, they shoot the light bulbs and stuff like that. They're right in San Francisco. They they're right just right Francisco. over by you. Yeah. They're right over here. Uh, Anyway, so I'm going through it because I'm because I'm 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 planning on I'm I'm planning on a move. I'm yes. planning on selling my house. I'm going to move. So I so I, I so I have room after room of books. I remember this girl from Spain came to visit me at one point, and she was walking around, and she was like, "I thought there'd be more books." Hmm. And I was like, "What do you mean?" She said, "I just always imagined your house would have more books." And I said, "There, there are books everywhere." Mas, and she mas, said, yeah. uh, mas libros. But she said, Mas Libros, mm-hmm. she said, yeah, but I just thought there'd be more books. Huh. I was like, where would you put more books? And she was like, well, all these walls could all be books. And I was like, oh, I see what That's you're doing. You need more stuff. You thought I lived in a used bookstore. Uh-huh. You thought I had 40 cats and I lived in a used bookstore. <laughs> um, because I guess in Spain, you know, a lot of the people in Spain, they've been living in the same apartment for 400 years. Mas, Mas just, Gatos. That's right. Mas gatos, mas mm-hmm. libros, mas, mm-hmm. mas uh, apartmentos, yes, apartmentos. Mas mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm going through, I'm, I'm trying to call. I'm trying to call. I found, a, I found a, a bunch of books that I wanted to get rid of. And I'm going through and I'm just like, I can't get rid of this, but I, I can get rid of this and I have to get rid of this. I'm putting them into piles. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, the problem is you take these books down at the thrift store. Nobody cares. They just mm-hmm. sit on the shelves, you know. But I had an idea. They're gonna turn night. them into bath mats or something. They're just gonna, yeah, they're just gonna they, thresh them. They use them. They use them to pave to pave streets. Mm-hmm. Uh, build up, build uh, 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 park benches. That's what they say. Yeah. Uh, so I'm uh, I'm looking at them and I thought, you know what I'm gonna do? Now this is the type of project that I don't need to add this to the things that I'm doing. But what I was going to do, I was, you know, because I have a, I have a bunch of these like ex libris um, uh, stickers, book plates. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put book plates in them, ex libris, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, then I'm going to, you know, I'm going to take them, and I'm just going to, I'm going to put them places, 
and then I'm going to, oh. I'm going to take a picture of them in the place that I put them <laughs> and then you can, you can go get it if you want. Uh-huh. So I have like, I have okay. like, All right. the, you know, like here's the autobiography of Henry Kissinger. I don't want it anymore. <laughs> it's, it's, you should you know, sage your house after you get rid of that. <laughs> it's the size of a, it's the size of a shoebox <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> a small coffin. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's right. Oh, oh a baby coffin. Mm. Uh, but uh, so you but put I, in you put ex libris. Now that means from the library of from the library of from the library. We're doing a lot of foreign language this week. From the library of John Morgan Roderick. Yeah, here's, here's Kissinger's I'll, biography. Come get it. Here's Kissinger's biography. Here's uh, you know here's a special forces manual. Here is uh, here, you know I have a first edition of uh, of the the Gulag Archipelago. What isn't uh, that a multi volume deal? It is. It's three volumes. Oh my god, he had a lot to say. Uh, he did. It was well. He was in the Google a long time. Yeah. Um, so uh, so I don't want to. I don't want to carry these things with me anymore. <clears throat> but I do think that maybe somebody's going to want them. But then I thought, <laughs> well, here's the problem. <clears throat> What'll happen is I'll post a picture of Kin- Kissinger's autobiography, and I'll you know I'll put it in a phone booth or something, and I'll say here it is, and then I'll I'll probably get a bunch of replies from people saying I'm in Australia, but I really want that. Mm-hmm. And they're you're just want, making work for yourself. They're going to want me to do something, <sighs> you know. And I'm going to say, well, I don't. I can, I'm not going to send it to Australia. Like I can't even. I, I barely can do this. Mm-hmm. And then there's. I'm, well, it's just going to be sowing disappointment. There are going to be people that are like, well, what? Blah, and then probably there'll be one person in Seattle that just drives around and picks them all up. And I could have just dri- taken them to that person in a box mm-hmm. and not had to do the thing where I went, where I had, where I made it into an adventure because mm-hmm. it would just end up being an adventure for like one or two people here. Completed. But that, yeah, but that seems, you know, that seems at least interesting because yeah. I don't like, I don't like to just get rid of stuff. I want there to be some kind of ceremony. I want to, cause there, cause every one of these books is interesting. It they all have, they all have, uh, they have John's valence on them. They have a valence. Well, they have a, they have a psychic valence. They have psionics that, that need to be uh, redistributed. And they made it. They made an impact on me. Maybe mm-hmm. they will help someone else. Maybe it'll be somebody wrote me the other day uh, a, a small tweet that was like, "Can you recommend a history book?" Hmm. And I was like, "That is so." I get I get a lot of people asking me for a book on World War One or a book on, you know, I don't know what the New Vietnam. Deal or something Vietnam. People want to want. They ask for a specific book, but this person said, "Can you recommend a history book?" And I was like, a history book, a history book. And I walked around for, for a, a, quite, quite a bit of an afternoon, just kind of like, Are you familiar history, with Henry Kissinger? A history book. And I ended up recommending Wager with the Wind, the Don Sheldon story, hmm. which is a book about an Alaska bush pilot named Don Sheldon, who was the first guy to land an airplane on Mount McKinley. Hmm. Not what you would think Mm-mm. of when you're like, a history book. But it certainly is about history. It's about something that happened in the past. Mm-hmm. It's a good book, and I remember reading it. I remember reading it when I was younger and thinking, "Wow!" I mean, it had a, it had, a, it made an impact on me. Now, maybe reading a book about an Alaska bush pilot isn't going to have the same impact on someone else. I don't know. Maybe this person lives in in uh, in Florida or something, and they're not going to feel that immediate connection to the. Yeah, but to it's, the sport. it's still nice to be transported. Yeah, that's what that was my thinking, because I, because at first I was like a history book. You mean like, like history? 
Like, uh, yeah, I mean, who, I, I bet a lot of people when they say they're thinking of like a 20th century or 19th century, 20, probably 20th century European stuff. That's that's on brand for John. Yeah. 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 You got your Baltics. You got Where'd your you, Moldovas with? and your Moldrovas and your Mulvas. Mm-hmm. Mulvas. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, your Mulvas and your mm-hmm. Moldrovas. You explain that difference on one of your uh, other podcasts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's important. It's important mm-hmm. to know the difference between Moldova. But you like to see, a, you like to find them a good home. It's like almost like uh, getting rid of a cat. You don't want to yeah. just go throw it in the road. <clears throat> because the thing is, if you don't want an autobiography of Henry Kissinger, yeah. you don't have to. You don't have to go find it. Don't have to do it. It's only the person that's like that sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. They can go find it, and if nobody goes to find it, then it becomes an autobiography of Henry Kissinger that's in a phone booth. Oh, that's nice. It's like so, finding porn in the woods. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just Kissinger. there. Yeah. <clears throat> and somebody's bopping along that day and they're mm-hmm. just like, oh, God, why doesn't the universe send me a sign? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they're like, why is there still a phone booth? <laughs> <laughs> I need to make a quick call. And they walk Duck out over, of the rain for a minute. And like, what the fuck is going on here? There's an autobiography of Henry Kissinger in mm-hmm. here. So that's that's my plan. So now I have four stacks. Hmm. Can can Must keep can keep, should give away, and phone booth. Wait a minute. Run that by me again. What are your piles? Well, there's the must-keeps. Okay. That's the easy ones are like, yeah, 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 gotta have this. Gotta have this. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about this is like, this is core. Mm -hmm. And then there's the, yeah, can keep. Like, Mm -hmm. not, I mean, if, if the house was on fire, these are not the books that I would grab. But also... They're not hurting anybody. Yeah. Like if I'm not trying to get rid of everything, I'll get rid of. Uh, if I get rid of half the stuff, I'll I'll feel like I I'm a champion. Mm-hmm. So these are the ones I can keep. Mm-hmm. And then they're the ones that I probably sh- should just get rid. Boy, of. Boy, you're really got you got a lot of categories, John. Mm-hmm. And then there's the ones that are like I am definitely getting rid of this, and it's going to be so fun. Because yes. I'm going to put it in, I'm going to put it somewhere, I'm going to put it in a phone booth somewhere, and I'm going to leave an Instagram tag on it, and then it's a scavenger hunt. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, so now I've got four piles. Boy, you've really, you've, you've added a lot of nuance to this. Well, I hope. This is why I like, I've said this to, to on the show I do with Dan, but this is why I like the idea of the pickup. I know the pickup is not in keeping with your valence model of psionics. But the guys I, just, I love the idea of saying, like, and this is exactly, I've told anybody who's ever heard Back to Work has heard me say this probably, but um, there's key aspects to the pickup when and how. You're talking, I, about, you're talking about when the guys come. When the guys come, with the big, the big burly man, the big burly truck. Mm-hmm. I mean, it usually is preceded by a period of angst and frustration about how there's no room anymore. I've talked about this with Syracuse too. Like we described it as being like a, you know, those tile puzzle games, but it was like, you've got 16 tiles. Like there's no way to move any of the tiles because everything's yeah. just all, you know, cheek and jowl. Um, it starts with that. It starts with this feeling of, man, we need to make room to make room. Like I just need, I need a, a, a means of progress to be able to even get started cleaning up. And that means some stuff just has to go. But one of the key parts of it is I, I don't believe there's so many things where I really do believe in planning or at least in thinking about planning. Like Mm -hmm. almost every aspect of my life is overwhelmed by the idea of some 
like what thinking order about planning. Sh- thinking about planning what order should these things go in think about the angles and the branches and all that project manager stuff i used to do one key component is like one morning i wake up and the itch becomes too strong to not scratch anymore and mm. that's i call and make an appointment for that day sometimes i'll do it the day before wait how many times have you done this oh gosh i do it a lot yeah, do, are they the same guys that come every time? It varies. If I plan further ahead, I have a dude who's a lot cheaper. And if I'm doing it the last minute, there's a well-known company that will come and do that on the same day. But um, <clears throat> but the key part for me in this is that I need to get, this is me, not you. This, this I need to pop out of the thinking mode and get into the things leave my house mode. And that's where it helps me to do it on the day. Because at that point, I already have, there's enough bottled up junk it's like just, I feel like, you know, it's almost like a cartoon, a Fibber McGee closet kind of thing where it's like the door's going to burst on this thing. So I know that there is a large amount of stuff that is a zero, like no brainer. This is garbage and needs to go. That could right. be cardboard boxes. That could right. be stuff like, can you ever get like, uh, like you get deliveries of like food stuff from like meal services and it comes with those ice things? Well, what oh, do you do with those? Oh, so many of those. Well, for a while you keep them in the freezer just in case you need an ice I don't have pack. room. You keep it in there with your old meat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but and this is, and like I say, I admit that this is a, this is a sort of a, a fancy white guy thing to do, but like I, but if the thing is, if I do it on that day, and I am repeating myself at this point, if I do it on that day, I have an incentive to find things to throw away uh-huh, and the, uh-huh. the clock is ticking. Oh, because it becomes fun because it here becomes they come. a video game. Now it's how oh. big can I make this pile with yeah. three hours notice? Come on, get it, get and, it, get and it. You can't have these guys come for just this. But it makes sure you, you, get, the, you get the Terminator heads up display, right? Everything flips and right. now everything is potential garbage. And everything is garbage. Everything is garbage or potential garbage. It totally changes your POV because it isn't, you're not no longer compartmentalizing and avoiding mm-hmm. things like, ooh, I don't want to think about that thing. Right. Like, how would I get rid of a broken bicycle? Well, you get you rid couldn't. of a bro- broken bicycle. You throw it on the pile. Yes. And so that that's why I love that. You fill up the cannon and boom. And then they, they go and the men put it on a truck and it goes away, wherever oh, away is. Thank you, men. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know, but the reason I think that for me and my broken personality, like if I had scheduled, if I scheduled that for three oh. weeks from now. Oh, no. It, uh, I, I might just, if I didn't write it down, I'd certainly forget about it. But also, like, I'm going to procrastinate and I'm going to think, okay, now I need to get a system and I got to get a system for getting organized. And for me, mm-hmm. it's like putting that gun to my garage's head makes a huge difference in mm-hmm. terms of like what I will actively go and seek out. And then it goes away. And I say to myself, you know what? Enjoy this moment. I say, I say, I say, for once in your life, enjoy this moment. You have just succeeded at something you got rid of junk. Now, when those guys come, do they say, like, hey, Merle? No. Oh no no no. No, no, no. no. And I, I really don't like to I I don't like to talk to people in general, but you know right. I don't like to talk about my groceries. I don't like to talk about my mail. I don't like to talk about my garbage. I just no. I don't we don't need a relationship for this. Mm-mm. You know, Mm-mm. just bring my chicken sandwich. I love a chicken sandwich, but I don't want to talk about it. Are these the same guys that are bringing the chicken sandwich? I wish. Oh my god. That would be incredible. I'm on a chicken sandwich bender at this point. I've become an embarrassment to my family. What what uh kind of chicken I sandwich? just wake up in the morning. Wanting a chicken sandwich, and you I mean, don't know why. Do you mean chicken salad sandwich or a no, 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 fried no. chicken sandwich? I mean like a zesty fried that, chicken sandwich. Okay. If we had a Chick-fil-A near me, oh, brother, I'd be in trouble. So a chicken patty. A chicken, a fried chicken breast usually. Uh-huh. 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 And what I like is I like it on a soft bun with some kind of zestiness. It could be sriracha. And yeah. then I like to put pickles on there. 
Oh, you're a pickle on a chicken sandwich. Pickle guy. on a chicken sandwich is that's a little bit heaven. I'll make I'll make my own kind of airsats Cubans at home yeah. with uh, you know whatever I've got. Yeah, that's all that. In that case, that's all about the mustard uh, and the uh, and the pickles. Now you, I know you like mustard. Do you like pickles? I don't like. Uh, well, wait a minute. <clears throat> I Will like to reach into the refrigerator and bite a pickle. You bite a pickle. Oh, you get like a, a whole pickle. I get those uh, those uh, what do you call them? Bread and butter. Those little sweet ones. Those mm-hmm. are real good mm-hmm. on a chicken sandwich. You put some sriracha on there. Whoo, brother! If you go to Katz's Deli, you know they give you the one pickle and the other pickle. If you ask, is that right? They give you a full set, a full complement. Well, because they say, do you want a do you want a sweet pickle or do you want a sour pickle or something like that? I see. And, and I if see. you say both, then you get both, and one of them's crunchy and one of them's soggy. We went to a place yesterday where we got it was a barbecue place, and they give you a little bit of pickle on the side. It's called Pig and a Pickle. Pig and a pickle. Pig and a pickle. And I, I got a sampler platter where I got some pulled pork, I got some of brisket, course. and I got some of ribs. Of course. Always get the sampler platter. Get the sampler platter. And it ended up being for the table, turns out, of course, because my daughter dug into my, my bonus macaroni and cheese side. I enjoyed the greens with peppery vinegar on it. You, you understand? My wife had some I beans, do. right? Uh, yes, I do understand. I be- beans and greens and mac and cheese. Beans and greens and mac and cheese. Beans and greens and mac and cheese. Yep. Ate it there all was up. a. There was a place that, so I've taken now, I've expanded the pancakes for the table thing, and I have just started ordering a separate breakfast entree for the table. Oh, shit, dog. Because I realized. Who's who going to complain? Who's going to complain? Who, who doesn't want a little bacon? And if you don't, you're good. Just don't eat it. Just Everything eat else it. is going to be like, thank you. So there's four of us sitting at the table, and five entrees arrive. And one of them goes in the middle, and it's got two pancakes, four slices of bacon, and a couple of scrambled eggs. <sighs> Go for it. Now you guys, now you can get your eggs Benedict. Now you can get your Reuben sandwich. Yeah. Well, think about how that opens up. Think about how that opens up your options. I mean, the pancakes can be good. Pancakes are very filling, but Mm -hmm. like, but something, especially I'm thinking something could be something savory that then opens Mm -hmm. up your options for what you do. You could, you could choose a, you could do a twist and pivot and do the opposite of whatever the food for the table was. Is all I'm saying. Yeah. You be your, you be you. You you do, you do you. You do you. You get spaghetti for breakfast. Oh, spaghetti for breakfast. I'd have a chicken sandwich. Oh, boy. Still get a little pancake. And the thing Sometimes is, I buy two chicken sandwiches and I save it for the next morning. See, of course you do. I would eat both. Actually, last night I made uh, chicken cordon bleu for dinner and mm. I had to resist eating all the chicken cordon bleus. Oh, this is I the thing. My, my, my wife, um, you know, we kind of split up the cooking. She, I'm more of the day to day chicken perf- sandwich guy. Oh, God, I would eat them all the time. I wish I could just deploy them the way you could get like a 12 pack of seltzer. I wish I could just have them just waiting for me. Just an auto mat across the street from your house? My where- wife has a few signature dishes that everybody uh, enjoys. <laughs> wow. She uh, is, she's a specialist in chicken. Like a oh. chicken, like a whole chicken, or uh, she'll do a teriyaki chicken. We're talking a lot oh, about chicken this episode. Mas pollo. Mas pollo. Yeah, yeah, mas pollos. Um, but she'll do like, uh, you know, do like thigh meat into uh, like a teriyaki. Mm-hmm. She'll do an air-dried whole chicken into a roast chicken that's very, very good and very, very crispy. I'm impressed. But here's the thing. If we do the thigh meats into teriyaki, yeah. the thing is... I think I'm glad she's the one who shops for that because I would order two to three times as much of the protein as yeah. she chooses. We've never had leftovers. But 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 but, but, but that's not things. a conversation that you have where you're like, hey, sweetie, can you get twice as much of this? Can you make I, twice as much of this? I tread lightly because that's her project. Right. And I don't want to seem like I'm saying, meh, you did it wrong. You got to be real careful. She, you got to be real careful with people not to say, meh, you did it wrong. 
I see what you're saying, you but, know? but, but, it, but you couldn't phrase it like, I love this so much. I would eat twice as much of this. Oh, sure. Hint, hint. Oh, sure, sure, sure. But you know, yeah. she wants us to live and stuff. Oh, sure, sure. But sure. I'm with you on the cordon bleu. And I mean, chicken sandwiches. I could, I could eat three of those. I could eat three of them right now. If that was a Chick-fil-A, I'd have three of those on the spot. I don't want a pickle on it, though. You don't like a pickle on it? Have you tried a pickle on a chicken sandwich? <laughs> I have. I have. Well, the thing is, I often get a chicken sandwich. I take the bun off. It's take got a pickle, pickle on it. Right. You so don't, I take you the don't pickle potatoes. Off. You don't want pickles. But then there's a little, there's a flav. Oh. There's a pickle flav. Believe me, I know. Yeah. And I'm like, all right. I mean, I'm, the thing is, I can go with a pickle flav. Mm-hmm. I just don't want a pick. I don't want a pickle in there. You don't mind a vinegar. I don't mind a vinegar. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing is, I'm a chicken sandwich with mayonnaise guy. I'm sorry to say. Oh, shit, dog. I, know, I put them both on. I do it all. Yeah. Chicken now, if I, if I get a jack-in-the-box, that comes with iceberg lettuce and a light pink tomato that I invariably take off. That's not a high-quality part of that sandwich. I'm no. there for the bun, the mayo, and the chicken. Oh, do you, do you want to hear where a good chicken sandwich can be had? Yes. I know you do. I do. I, uh, I, so I was, I was driving through uh, one of the regional bergs in the region here, yeah. smaller berg. Because uh, Seattle has made a point to not have any fast food restaurants in it. In its in the entire entirety of the city, hmm. they just ran them out one after another. I feel like we you did that here too. We used to have like four Popeyes, and now we have one. You can't find them anywhere. They even got rid of all the Denny's. There's only one Denny's left. Oh, like that, uh, because that's kind of a ev- bummer. Everybody was like, "Can't we? Isn't there another place that we could find to have like artisanal yeah. uh, cornichons?" Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so we're out in the sticks. My mom loves a red lobster, by the way. And we have to drive 40 <laughs> minutes to get to a red lobster. Endless shrimp and from the Yoda Ward. Welcome. It's it. Crab Fest. <laughs> it's Crab it. Fest again. Protect I yourself. The nearest one is in Tacoma. Here now. come the crabs. <laughs> but endless shrimp. We're out on the sticks. No, on the stick I don't somewhere. want endless shrimp. I want the shrimp to end. Oh, I went to a place. Where was that place? I went to a place that had unlimited. What was it? It's down in Des Moines. Mm-hmm. There's a town in in Washington called Des Moines. Oh, interesting. You pronounce okay. the S. You pronounce the S. Oh, uh, like a Houston. Uh, but, yeah, but there's a there's a uh, there's a restaurant there with unlimited fish and chips, which I thought was my dream meal. Unlimited. That would but, make me pretty logy. Yeah, but I mean, after you, you put eat, malt vinegar on it. A little, sure. Okay, all right. But after you eat two helpings of fish and chips, oh, you're no, no, pretty no, no, cashed. No, no, no. no, no. Uh, and and when, I was so, in, when I was in Brighton, I made a point of having fish and chips, and oh, I think I'm still digesting. It was served well, in, in sure. a cone of newspaper <laughs> that was absolutely soaked all the way through, mm. and it was so good. It was good, but ugh. Unlimited, though. Hmm. Yeah, unlimited. See, bottomless, anyway, driving- bottomless salad or bread, I mean, like an like uh, uh, Olive Garden, like, I think that's a different kind of thing. Well, Red Robin gives you bottomless fries, but I mean, all that stuff is just like. Have you utilized like, that? Well, you don't, like eat, giving, you don't, you don't eat fries. Potatoes. I used to work at Red Robin, as you know. You were the Red Robin. It's like giving people a bottomless rice. Like, <laughs> bottomless rice. <laughs> Y'all want more rice? The only, the, only place, the only place they don't give you bottomless rice is an Indian food restaurant where every time you're like, can I get, can we get, can we get rice for everybody? They're like, mm-hmm. each one of those is $11. Uh huh. That's how they, they get you. fancy rice. They get the long What do they call rice. that? Biryani? Briani rice. Yeah. Or, uh, yeah, whatever. Or you could just get anyway, a jasmine. We, we make a jasmine at home. I can't make a jasmine. I couldn't make a fried chicken here. Why? But I'm, you know, I'm a bachelor. I'm living, I'm making chicken cordon Oh, the devil you say. Get one of those, you get one of those air dried chickens and it crisps up real nice. My mom, uh, my mom, oh dear me, Freudian Blitz, everybody out of the pool. My mommy, uh, who's my wife, a little bit of a text. My mommy, who's my <laughs> wife, um, has a, has a really good, the Tom, I think it's the Thomas Keller, uh, recipe and it's basically air dried chicken, salt. 
that's pretty much T- it. Today, you have said air-dried chicken three times, and it's the the uh, you have tripled the number of times I'd ever heard the phrase air-dried chicken. Oh, it's a Beta-Meinhof like, uh, type situation. Well, you haven't tripled it because three times zero is zero, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. which I've been trying to, I've, I've, you know. I've yeah, try explaining that. I've explained this to my family a few times recently, three times well, zero. Uh, you, you, you can have zero or undefined. I get, a little, I get a little pushback on it. Do you feel it. like you understand what undefined means? Um, in as much as I would use it to describe my existence. Which is the one you're allowed to do? Is a, a zero, one divided by zero is zero. Zero divided by one is undefined. Is that right? Zero times negative one. Whoa. Right? What are you going to do with that? Bottomless rice, chicken. Anyway, we're out in the sticks. Okay. Oh, d- 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 Des Moines. And I look over, and there is a Wendy's. Oh, yeah. And I said uh, to my passenger, when was the last time you ate at a Wendy's? Exactly. And the passenger said, I can't remember the last time I ate at a Wendy's. Mm-hmm. And That's going to change. I said, I can't remember the last time I ate at a Wendy's. <laughs> you have Frosties. And, you know, we're fancy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. The last time we ate at a Wendy's is irrelevant because it's not, it's not yeah. like there's going to be a next time. But, in fact... I pulled immediately into the Wendy's, mm-hmm. and we went in. And we're sitting in the drive-through, and I, because my dad loved Wendy's, oh, quality is their recipe. I love Wendy's. Yeah, and back in the seventies, like going that was, to, and I want to say in the eighties, that was the go-to reliably good burger. Sure, if you're going to be, if you were going to go to a fancy fast food restaurant, I mean, mm-hmm. Wendy's was cut above. Well, they had the fresh meat. They had the, the square, frosties, square patties. Square patties that they turned into chili later, which is kind of gross. But the um, but they uh, but actually, you know what? Can I just tell you, good good chicken sandwich too. Gross. Well, okay, so, so you that's pull in. You pull in. So I pull in and I get up to the thing, and uh, you know I like a sample platter. <laughs> I like a little bit of brisket, a little bit of pulled pork, some yeah. sausages, beans, greens, macaroni and cheese, beans, greens, macaroni and cheese. Mm-hmm. And so I'm I'm ordering, and my you know my compatriot gets a single. Mm-hmm. And a, and, a, and a medium frosty or something like that. Okay. And I said, well, first of all, I would like a double mm-hmm. with cheese. That's a, that's a good burger. Not a single, because mm-hmm. you have to get a double. It's the only thing. Did you get raw onion on it? Don't get a triple. Triple's love. too much. Triple's too much. That's joke food. Get two doubles if get you two, want Get two much. doubles or a double and a single. I said, uh, well, see here at Dick's on, on Capitol Hill, I always get a double and a single. I always get a, a Dick's Deluxe and a, and a regular cheeseburger. <laughs> but here... I got a double, mm-hmm. a large frosty, because come on. We didn't, when's, the didn't, ne- when's the next time you're going to be back? You didn't come here to get a small frosty, right? <laughs> like, we're, we're not. Oh, <laughs> I'll have the small. We're not fucking Ichiro here, just singling, <laughs> singling into the infield, just building up our you're stats. You're going to hit some dingers. <laughs> we're dingers. We're, this is the all-star you game, a, my you friend. You a little, little boy with buck teeth catching your frosty. <laughs> We're putting this out into the. We're going to hit it. We're going to hit it here and get a hamburger. Uh-huh. And then I'm I'm looking at the menu. I'm just about to close the deal. Okay. We got a double and a single, a large frosty and a small frosty from my little friend. Mm-hmm. And then I said, and a chicken sandwich. Ho, ho, ho. Welcome sailors. Change in the game. Yeah. And so I get up and you know it's fast food, so the whole thing comes to ten dollars or whatever. Yeah. And it's uh, a lot cheaper. Well, and I don't want to know about it. I don't yeah. want to think. No, about I know. It. I don't want to think about it too much. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to know where, what happened between the farm and the table, uh, because the table is my dashboard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> farm to fork. <laughs> um, and so, uh, so I'm eating it, and it's a great chicken sandwich. It's just great. It's just great. It's just great. There's no and their chicken reason. sandwich, if memory serves, is pretty much a naked breast. 
with the little bit. Of, if you wanted to is pick it fried? Is it, I mean, is it fried up with this with the coating on it? I feel like I remember it, it being a fillet. You can get either one. Oh, you can get it either way. You no. can get one of each. And I said, somebody, <sighs> Daddy's going to start stopping at Wendy's oh, every oh, once in a while for a large frosty and a chicken sandwich. This is the royal daddy, or were you there with your? Was your your daughter friend there, or was it the an ghost, adult person? The ghost of my dad? No, it was it was uh, it's me, the royal daddy. Oh, royal daddy. I have because I've just I've just crossed <laughs> the room. We will be stopping at <laughs> referring to myself in the third person, and also as, as the royal daddy. <laughs> His eminence. It's pretty great. His it's grace. Great. His grace. Sir John of Wendy's. That's right. The Royal Dad. <laughs> there, there's a restaurant in Seattle that uh, when it originally opened, it was called Von Traps. Oh, it, <laughs> it's always closing night. So they long. Got, they got sued. They sued him. Oh, they no sued shit. the people. Uh, those the, Austrians can be litigious. Yeah, the, the litigious Austrians from, from, from Vermont or whatever, they were like, you can't do that. That's our brand. And so no they, they they changed the name of this place to Grindhouse. <laughs> Grindhouse. Grindhouse. Uh, and the thing is, it's built in a it's built in my old neighborhood, in an old warehouse that used to be a band practice space. And they went in and blew it out, hmm. and they made this enormous restaurant. And and it is um, and it has a, a bocce uh, courts in it. Hmm. And it is, I mean, I hate to say it, but it's like really fratty oh. in there on weekend nights. Mm-hmm. Um, and when, when it's not weekend nights, it's the kind of place that they have, they have big spaces. So you'll go in and it's like this room reserved for the Xbox team. Mm. You know, it's like, like a company will take their 25 employees there for a, 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 a meeting. Oh, like it's kind of an incentive meeting. Yeah, it's like, hey, we're going to the Rhine House. All right, right everybody, yeah. get your fleece on. Okay, mm. I'm putting on my special Uggs. Bocce balling. Uh, going to play some bocce ball, right? It's a it's a destination resort. And so there's everything about it that would suggest that I would not, not go there. It's like pretty bro-y. It's a drinking place. It's, uh, it's sort of corporate feeling, but it's right in the heart of my old neighborhood. And it serves sausages. Sausages. Mm. Sausages of every stripe. There are like fifteen kinds. Oh, there's a place like there's a place like that in the Lower Hate that does that. Fifteen kinds. Oh there's my the, god! The pot. There's the ones with cheese baked in them. There's like ones that have little bits of apple. There's so much incentive to get something for the for the table. Well, so here's the try thing. a little sausage. There is a sampler platter. Uh, with one of each, oh. and it comes, and it is, it's, it's like a garbage can lid. <laughs> Not a problem. <laughs> <laughs> there's no white sauce. White sauce, not a problem. There's, there's no white sauce. Extra but meat can, for a dollar. But there's a thing. There's a thing of sauerkraut yeah. that's, that is like basically some. There's a guy in the back with a catcher's mitt <laughs> who's just dipping it into sauerkraut, like a, it's a catcher's mitt sized glob of sauerkraut, oh. and then fifteen sausages, oh. and they're not small. No, standard small. sausages. They're like if you if you had a if you had a bunch of green army men and you were making a green army man adventure and you needed a lighthouse uh-huh. that's how big these sausages are. That's the are. scale. Yeah, they're oh. lighthouse sized sausages. And so 
Oh, and they also have a phenomenal goulash there. And I challenge you to find a goulash anywhere. I do, I, I do not encounter goulash. You, we, we had a Hungarian restaurant in West Bordeaux for a while. Uh, it's not there oh, anymore. That's too bad. Yeah. When your Hungarian restaurant goes, that's the death that's of how your you city. Know. That's, that's the canary in the goulash. I challenge, I challenge you and all of our listeners, find a goulash today. Why don't you, if I possible. mean, can, can I take it and turn it? Have you thought about what if you were to uh, get a room reserved for the Roderick Group? Where oh. now you have an incentive bocce event, you could bring people in and ply them with sausage. It's not a bad idea. You could you could exclude the broies by basically you could push them out real estate wise by by getting a room for the Roderick Group. Well, so my family, my personal uh, my personal nuclear family mm-hmm. or nuclear family, nuclear. depending on mm-hmm. how, how you go, uh, they love going to the Rheinhaus. Mm-hmm. And uh, the thing is, that my daughter likes to watch bocce. She wants to play it, but they won't let her. Oh, you have to, you have to decide to ride this ride. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's in the bocce area is in the bar area. So the little girl can't go in, Ugh. but she can stand on the outside and watch people play bocce. Like a Dickens is, character. And every once in a while, I will, I'll go to the waitress and I'll say, we're just going to go over into the bocce area. And nobody, the fire department's not going to close your restaurant down. We're just going to go over there and watch it for a, for a minute. Yeah. And if you get a, if you get a person that's like a living, breathing human being, that's not, uh, trying to make the world a worse place. They're like, yeah, 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 okay, sure, 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 sure. So we'll go watch them, Bunny. But they love, well, the, the the family, the 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 gang, loves going to the Rhine House because what what happens is we end up going at 5 o'clock in the afternoon. There are no bros there. Mm-hmm. There's, just the, there's just a smattering of people that work at Xbox. And I invariably, I cannot get away from it. There are other things on the menu, Merlin, mm-hmm. but I always get the 15 sausage platter. This is very unusual for you. I, you you have a point of pride of uh, very rarely getting exactly the same thing each time. I get a different thing every time. By design, by design. In this case, it's 15 sausages. So, I mean, truthfully, though, I mean, that's variety defined. It is. It's the definition of You've variety. You've just basically bought a flight of menu. But I never got a, I've never gotten a schnitzel there. Mm. I've never gotten a, a, a capitzel or a knitzel mm-hmm. or whatever the other things are. Spatzel? What about spatzel? I've never gotten a spatzel. I've never gotten a soccer tort. I don't Schnickel. even know if they have them because so- I don't read that far down. <laughs> soccer tort? A soccer tort. That's when you sue somebody over football? Uh, no, it's not a, it's not a, <laughs> it's spelled differently. S A A with an umlaut. S A C H E R. Oh, ah. So- oh. so- it's a famous uh, Viennese cake. Mm. But I've never gotten that far because my dessert at this place is another sausage. Yes. And I take them home. I take some home. I take a box of sausages home and I eat them. You, I eat you, them you adopt them. Three more days. I sure. Why not? I feel, I, I feel the same way. If I could get a flight of chicken sandwiches. If you, if you get a platter with like six different kinds of chicken sandwich. Yeah. I mean, like I'm not, I'm not generally chicken. a fan. I'm not generally a fan of what they call sliders. I think that's a little cute. Yeah, that's but like funny. if you could if you could do me up a flight of six small chicken sandwiches, how mm. do you feel about a chicken salad sandwich? Mm. Boy, <laughs> it's not even a fair comparison. It can be good. I'm not much of a salad sandwich person. Right. I used to like um, Underwood deviled ham when I was a youth. Oh, remember that can ham? Ham in a can, yeah. Yeah, ham, ham in a can, and it was all. And you put that on white bread, and you could eat that. How do you feel about uh, uh, chipped beef on toast? You know, I'll eat it. I used to have yeah. a Stouffer's version of that that I would enjoy. Stouffer's made one. That my father used to call it, well, we don't say it out loud, yeah, shit on a shingle. Sure, he said shit on a shingle. After my, dad, after my dad came back, here's the problem. My dad came back from Korea where yeah. there was a police action, and he yeah. uh, he couldn't eat uh, chicken or rice ever again. So bottomless rice, 
not a, he didn't not want a, it. Didn't like fireworks. What he didn't like chicken anymore? Because he had to kill fucking chickens and eat them. Oh, police sure. action, Harry Truman. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know my mom. My mom killed so many chickens. She said that her grandpa would take uh, a chicken down into the into the root cellar, and uh, and chop off its head and then uh, run. And the chicken would run around with the blood shooting all over the place. And they would sit at the top of the stairs and laugh. <laughs> <laughs> they call it the Buckeye State. <laughs> oh.